Hello and welcome back friends of the fellow cast and friends of the fellowship. It's really a privilege for me to be able to to speak to those of you who've been following along, those of you who've listened to this uh, series, uh, Healing 101. It's a series on healing where we just uh, step by step or block by block looking at some of the foundational beliefs that build our faith for healing, uh, our faith for trusting God to see more manifestation of the sick being healed, the miraculous breaking through into our world, into this side of heaven, as as they say. And so today I'm going to touch on the fifth key, the fifth uh, uh, foundational stone brick to this belief system. And generally, I used to begin when I taught on this or when I teach on this, I used to uh, begin with this statement, begin with this uh, foundational um, element or key, but I found that it often bombs people out. It often just provokes some kind of reaction because it, it's quite a polarizing statement um, that I start with. And I, I really found just over the last couple of um, years that it's it's sometimes better to, to leave this for the end because it's almost like a bow around all the truths that have been shared. It almost just ties it all together. It's easier to stomach this uh, once you've um, had all the, the, the information that you've received before this, as you've done. So the fifth core belief then uh, for this episode that we'll look at, and, and as I said, it's, it's the key belief that I, I truly believe holds it all together, is that it is always God's will to heal. That's the statement. That's the cornerstone of our belief system that we have to in our hearts somewhere hold on grasp to that truth that it is always God's will to heal um, and and all the uh, all our other beliefs on healing must be me- measured in accordance to this one um, it, it all pivots on this one um, this day sta- and uh, as I said this statement usually provokes some um, sort of reaction mostly because it's not always our experience that's the thing. So, so when when I tell you, it's always God's will to heal. I mean, even before I, I started this recording, I read this statement, and there's something in my heart that wants to go. No, no, what? What? It's almost like there's something that wants to resist that truth. And I know what it is because I've I've investigated and I've allowed myself to feel uh, the uh, negative response because. It is not always my experience. I don't see everyone that I pray for healed. I don't see every sickness um, that I believe can be healed, healed yet. Um, but I do believe that Scripture teaches me that it is always His will. You know, even even those things we spoke about in, in the Old Testament, okay, those are the things that quickly come up. Okay, yeah, but, but that happened in the Old Testament, yes. It did. But remember, we are looking at a new covenant with what Jesus did on the cross as our turning point and the life of Jesus as our standard. And we don't see anywhere in the life of Jesus that he couldn't heal a man or a woman that asked him for it. Uh, in fact, he never teaches on, on unanswered prayer. That's not, a, that's not a theology that Jesus actually spent time on because his prayers were always answered because he knew his Father's will and he always prayed according to his Father's will and he always knew that it was his Father's will to heal. Which is kind of a refrain um, that I believe will keep on echoing through this series. So just because it is our belief um, that it's always God's will to heal, it doesn't mean that it will always be our experience. And yes, 
experience is necessary and vital to our faith, but we don't allow our experiences to dictate our faith. That is something that's really, really important that as, uh, as believers, we need to remember that our experiences don't always match up with our belief. Maybe not yet. And we have to keep trusting that eventually it will match up to our beliefs. But, but we need to inf in, instead um, choose the high reality of the truth of Scripture over our imperfect experiences. So, so what I'm saying is, instead of taking your experience and trying to build a theology that explains your experience, rather put your experience aside, look at what the biblical theology is, and match your experience to that. So, so simply put, if, if the, the, the standard of Scripture is above your experience, then your experience still needs to be elevated to that place of the standard of Scripture. Don't bring Scripture down. Don't try and change Scripture to explain what your experience meant. Rather, expect your experience to change, to look more like that, what you can see in Scripture. It needs to line up with the, what the Word of God says, what the Word of God teaches. Um, and, and so often, especially in healing, I mean, I find myself there sometimes, even if it's just a quick thought in my mind um, or in my heart, I, I often want to explain away why I don't see, why I didn't see that happen. But instead, I rather have to look at what I already do know, what the truth is, as I said in episode one and two, that the, the truth is we know, we can know God's will. We can know who, who is the healer. And so I focus on those realities. And when I see those realities clearly, then, then my experience suddenly, then I go, oh, my experience still needs to change. I still can trust God for more. I still need to push in for more. I still need to expect to see more of this in my life, the greater works that Jesus promises. So the word of God will always remain the standard for healing. More importantly, Jesus is our model. Like I said, Jesus is perfect theology. If you have a question on that statement, let me give you two scriptures. So the first one comes from Colossians 2, chapter 2, verse 9, and it says this. You can go read the rest in context, but this scripture in itself makes a lot of sense. It says, For in Him, Jesus, the entire fullness of God's nature dwells bodily, and you have been filled by Him, who is the head over every ruler and authority. That's verse 9 and 10. Let me just read it again. For in Him, the entire fullness of God's nature dwells bodily, and you have been filled by Him, who is the head over the, every ruler and authority. I actually feel out of breath just reading those statements, reading those truths, because it's one of those things that we have to be reminded of, that Jesus completely represents the nature of God. Whatever I see in Jesus represents the heart of the Father, represents the heart of God, and Jesus healed all who came to him. Hebrews 1 verse 3 says this, uh, He is the radiance of his glory. He, Jesus, is the radiance of God's glory, if I can ch change that, his the exact expression of his nature, and he sustains all things by his powerful word. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. So again, there's, a, there's this uh, confirmation that Jesus is the radiance, the, the glory of God. He's the exact expression of, of God's nature. So we, ca we cannot doubt um, in the truth of Jesus, Jesus' representation of the Father. John chapter 8 verse 32 says, 
we will know the truth and it will set me free. It'll set you free. So, so once I started to take hold of this truth that it is always God's will to heal, I, I, I realized that it made me free to believe that when I pray, something will happen. And even if I don't see it, even if my experience is not what I hoped for, what I believe for, it does not change the truth of the Word of God, that it is His will to heal. So that's the key. That's the one that, that binds it all together. I'm not going to exasperate this point. I think it's clear enough from, from the evidence that I've shared. And, and something that I just want to um, kind of add to the mix here to, to end off today's um, session, today's episode, is just there's a question often on is healing in the atonement? Is it something that uh, is part of what happened on the cross? Now, the atonement, you can read about it in Isaiah 53, verse 4 and 5, Matthew chapter 8, verse 17, 1 Peter 2, verse 24. All of these scriptures refer to the cross and healing. Now, there, there are different schools of thought. Um, you know, healing is some, some believe that healing is in the atonement of the cross, referring to those scriptures that I just spoke about. And then others, others believe that healing is in the kingdom. You, you know, in the gospel, when Jesus came, when he walked the earth when, with the disciples. Um, the, the, the cross of, uh, of Jesus is uh, Luke chapter 9. If you, if, you, if you believe in him, you will pick up your cross and follow him daily. Part of picking up that cross is the cross of healing. Uh, part of picking up the cross of healing, uh, the cross, carrying your cross, is that cross of healing. But whether you believe uh, if a healing is in the atonement of the cross it is in the in the in the kingdom, and we are, as I said before, in this new covenant. We are in the kingdom of God, so it should really be a non-issue. Don't get caught up in or stuck on these issues of whether healing is in the atonement. Is it in the in the kingdom? We all agree that it's in the kingdom because we see Jesus doing it. If you don't believe that it was before um, before the kingdom, then you know that that doesn't really change anything for you and me praying for the sick in the new covenant as we live today. So whichever you believe, it's clearer in the Gospels. Jesus thought on it, and Paul preached the kingdom, which means we don't really have to get stuck on this. So I want to end off um, today's episode by saying this. You know, Jesus proved that it's God's willingness to heal. The cross proves that it's God's willingness to heal. I believe that's what the Bible teaches. But it does not mean that every sick person will, on the face of the earth will get healed. Or every lost person, because every lost person will not be saved. Just because it is God's will, it doesn't mean it's going to automatically happen. You and I have a role to play. There are certain variables at play that, uh, that, that often um, affects a healing or the lack thereof. I mean, we see in Jesus' hometown, because of their unbelief, there was not many miracles that Jesus could do. So for today, I want to stop here and I want to just encourage you to, to, to take God by His Word, to trust in His will that He wants to see every sick person healed because just, your, if, just because your experience hasn't matched up to that, you have something to look forward to. You can continue to pray. Just because you've preached the gospel to someone and they didn't accept Jesus doesn't make the gospel untrue. It still means Jesus wants to save them, but they have a decision to make to choose Him. It is His will for them to be saved, but He cannot force it upon them. So let's, let's trust God together to see more healing happening. Let's, let's trust God to elevate our experiences to look more like that of Jesus. And in the next couple of weeks, next over the next couple of episodes, we're going to jump into some some of the 
the flip side of this some some of the reasons why we might or may not may or may not see healing happen and try to unpack some of the the variables and so i really look forward to sharing that with you may god bless you today may you uh, encounter his presence and know that it is his will for you to be healed and for those that you pray for to be healed in jesus name Amen.